Hello world, I'm Shawla Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster, Hipster. Where we talk about Black pop culture. Gay pop culture. Black gay pop culture. And sometimes other, other shit. shit. Hello darling. With it, with it, with it. Yes, we're one of the rare times that we're recording again in my apartment. And Stanley's apartment. Yes, hopefully with it's the not new too loud. Equipment. Oh yes, with the new equipment. I know, equipment. with the new equipment. We're like, <laughs> we're test driving it y'all, so don't drag us if it sounds crazy. Exactly, we try. Exactly. We're working on some things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. But yes, I guess one of the things that we're going to jump right in. Well, wait, before what? we do that, I want to start by saying something. So a few weeks ago, we talked about the whole Gail King thing mm-hmm. and the dragation mm-hmm. um, with the whole, you know, asking Lisa Leslie about Kobe exactly. and yes. the rape. And I think I said something like I wished um, Vanessa Bryant would come forward and just mm-hmm. be like, Gail was doing a job. Yeah, leave her alone. Mm-hmm. But then we addressed that. We were like, Vanessa Bryant's mourning right now. Yeah, yeah. We okay. said, we said she has like, more to worry right. about. Because yeah. I just wanted to make it clear that it was like, as much as I'm like, I wish she was the person, but it was like, she ain't got time for that. Of course, I think we She's do that. She's mourning. Yeah, like, yeah, you definitely, Because yeah. I think she also had spoken um, out maybe like some days after that or something. And not about Gail King or anything, mm-hmm. but she basically just said like, you can't even imagine how hard this is right mm-hmm. now. How she was just like, it's almost like I can't even process this. Like it's so much, it's too much. Yeah. And it's like I need people to understand that. This woman lost her husband, but she also lost her child. Yeah. Her young child. And I just think people don't understand mm-hmm. what that is for a mother to lose her child. Yeah. She said in one one of her cause she met she she like sent out two messages and one of them mm-hmm. was some of what you're saying and right. she was like I know other people are going through this and you know like prayers and not every thoughts and prayers to other people other families that were involved and then I think she sent out another tweet and she's like I'm still trying to she's like I have moments where basically she can accept the fact that Kobe's gone but she's like my body not her daughter. won't Except the fact that my daughter's gone, she's like that. It's she's not with me. Unimaginable. Yeah, yeah. It's like because you. I think. And then a, you also have your kids. Yeah. Your other kids that, that you have you to be have strong to, for. No, not be strong for you. I, that's one thing that I think people say. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you have to be strong for your kids, and it's like, no, you like. You are very much in a position where it is understandable if you cannot be strong right now. That's and, true. And you know your kids will reach a certain age where they'll understand mm-hmm. it. Um, you just have to be there for them. Yeah, yeah, that's you true. Know, you know, even if you're you just, crying, you have to be yeah. present for them because they're also going through something. You guys share in that pain, but like, I just, yeah, it's like I want women to stop feeling like, oh, but I have to be strong for that's my kids. True, it's like, yeah, no, a- you're gonna have times where you will be extremely vulnerable and strength is not going to come to you. Yeah. That's what your community is there for. Yeah. That's and what the people that's, around you yeah. are there for, to hold you up or hold you down, or however you describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope that she has, because I did read something. I didn't read it some mind. Someone told me that her mother has really been sort of very like instrumental mm-hmm. in helping her oh, get yeah. through this, and I hope that that's the case, yeah. because like you said, she has these children, and at least... I mean, I think not the good thing, but two of them are under five, so they are not going to be able to understand this. But then she yeah, has like a 16, 17 year old, and I'm pretty sure she's also like my dad, my dad, my sister. So she right. has to. And I think sometimes when I say me be strong, I think it. it, it I, I know sometimes you are allowed. So yeah, I understand. Sometimes you are allowed. It's okay to completely fall apart and to completely just lock yourself in a room, which I'm pretty sure she wouldn't want to do. I don't know her, obviously. Right. But I just, yeah, you can't imagine because it seems like it's just, it's, you have all of these questions and how do you, yeah, I, I can't even, how do you plan for a funeral for your husband and then your young child? What do you do? And then it's like, 
and then even after that, like then the public figure seeing everything on the news right. and they clean and that's up where all it's, their it's, stuff. It's the people, everyone keeps talking about. I felt like that, you know, people felt like they were helping coming for Gail. And it's like, you're not helping mm-hmm. and you're making this into a controversial issue. And yeah. it's making, it's probably, I can't speak on it, making that mourning process that much harder mm-hmm. for the actual, for his actual loved ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we're gonna stop talking about it. Okay, let, okay. Let let his family mourn. You know yeah. what I mean. If everybody else has stopped talking about it, they can mourn and mm-hmm. they can start healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So you have my word. I'm not bringing it up again. Okay. Yes, we would not bring right. it up. Even if something... if something no, even if something happens, I don't care how big or controversial. I'm not discussing it. Okay. I'm like, we need to move on. All right. I will accept. What is, man. All right. All right. We need to move yeah, on. No. Move on. Move <laughs> on. Move on. Okay. Um, now you can dive right into the antics of the day. Well, I mean, it's kind of related in the sense that <laughs> oh, it is geez. about basketball. Oh. And oh, that, okay. Uh, that's it's not about related. our, uh, well, you know, he was a basketball player, but it's about Shaka Khan. What oh, about, God. listen, I know a lot of people don't want to touch it and a lot of people don't want to, uh, certain, not a lot of people, How dare certain you. people don't want to talk about it um, because Shaka Khan is an icon. She's, she's a legend. A legend. Her, She's been making music for what, four decades, three or four decades. She is every woman. Uh, gosh, and I'm like, because it's, she probably started music in the 70s. So yeah, like four decades, over four decades. So yeah, Shaka Khan is amazing. Great songs. But... That national anthem, mm-mm, mm-mm, I felt no, like... You don't it, say Shaka Khan is amazing, but... <laughs> no, no, I'll you say... Take, you could put that where? Back, back there. <laughs> I would say Shaka In Khan the, is amazing, and every performer has some bad days. Every performer has some bad... You lucky Shaka Khan does not have the equivalent of a beehive, because... Oh. You will get dragged. Listen, I, I, I don't care. Listen, we all... People make mistakes. You know, they, they aren't at their best, and it, I'm pretty sure it's hard to perform at certain... You know, you're your best all the time. And Shaka Khan has an amazing voice. I will say this even after hearing her national anthem. No, 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 I'm saying because the I think. Shame. Well, no. Even after that thing that she did. <laughs> well, she's still. Well, Holy because also shame. I'm of a different generation. I didn't grow up listening to Shaka Khan's music. You should have. So, you know, but I, I know her biggest songs and I know that she's a great vocalist. So, but then I also don't have much experience watching her perform live. You know, even videos, watching her perform live. And I figure she can sing. Most She's from the fucking 70s and 80s and stuff. So You're also a black gay man. You ain't got a Shaka Khan catalog. No, no. It, it wasn't shocked. my... Well, you know, I came up under... You love some Patti LaBelle, though. I love, I love you. Exactly. Yeah. But, so what? But you have to think, you know, growing up with my mom, my mom was probably the only secular musicians that she really listened to. We knew she loved Prince when she was little, but we weren't playing Prince in the house. Oh, of course. And not. then she loved Luther. Mm, she loved Luther and she loved Patty. Fat Luther or skinny Luther? <laughs> Probably. Well, but I did. He was fat Luther. When did Luther get? Did his weight always fluctuate? Mm, I don't remember. Yeah, because we were young. He definitely lost a whole lot of he weight. He did lose a lot, whole lot of weight. So, anywho, so, you know, Rest just Shaka wasn't who I was listening to. I knew who she was, but it wasn't who I I mean, you grew up in more of a musical family where you were allowed to listen to everything. Yeah, you know. My mother was down here listening to rap. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Old dad was like, don't turn on no BET, don't turn on no MTV. Well, we didn't have cable. Oscar. Yeah, I'll see. We, we didn't, didn't have, have cable. cable, but yeah. we were definitely able to listen to whatever the radio played. Yeah. And then, too, it, when my mother was gone, we would play it, but then it was more current stuff. We weren't like listening to 70s music or like even people talk about like Earth, Wind, and Fire, all these classic Oof. iconic bands. It's like I didn't grow up listening oh, to that honey, stuff. Oh, honey, I feel for you. Do you want me to send you some Teddy Pendergrass <laughs> records? And well, now I know you of them. I have to watch that Teddy Pendergrass documentary. It's so good. 
Is it Tutty Bennett? It was on like HBO or whatever. What if had, you don't he, know me. He passed away from, was he murdered or was he in a car accident? So he, well, he lost the use of his legs. Oh, that's right. You have to watch it. It's really good. Really? I, we talked about it on the podcast, Stanley. And I told you, remember how when I was a child, um, I was always, I always got the understanding or I always heard from the adults that he ended up in a wheelchair because he was doing something freaky in the back of a car with a dude. Oh, and I always yes. And, like, the car rolled off the cliff or something mm-hmm. like that. And I always pictured, like, him being in the back with a dude and him doing some stuff, and the car just, like, rolls off of a cliff. Because but it turned out, he, A, he was, like, run off the road, which he thinks by the Philadelphia PD because he had beef with them. Mm-hmm. He was seeing this woman. She was transgender. Mm-hmm. So at the time, you know, clearly everybody's going to call her a man. Of course. Okay. Yeah. And I told you how his, it was like one of his old former managers that made a comment like, oh, she probably, you know, he probably lifted her skirt and then it was a dick. And then that's how, you know, he ran the car off the road or something like that. Because he was like, yes, and I, was I like, am that's about it. so offensive. Yeah, but like- well, first of all, but she was like, I have been pre- pre-op for ages. She was like. When me and Teddy got together, I had my vagina. Thank All right, you. then, girl. But yes. I'm like the the fact. No, it's that very offensive. It's, it's very extremely offensive. offensive. But the fact that even like as a kid, like I used to hear these little stories and these little quips about, oh yeah, Teddy Pendergrass, you know he was doing something freaky in the back of the car with a man. That was how my family and the adults in in like my immediate vicinity interpreted a transgender woman. Well, yes. I mean, you think about it because I mean, how much Wild. information. What's out there about that? I'm pretty sure that if you were in the know, but I'm pretty, it's not as wildly known, I think, as it is now. And even now, people still make mistakes and they say certain things oh, about the transgender community. I don't know how much mistakes it is that people just say. You know what? Like, you're right. You're right. Not mistakes. People, I think, if you're not willing to educate yourself now about transgender community, there you can, you should have the vocabulary to say, you know, you're a man, you're a woman, hey, listen. and that's it. Yeah. Wendy Williams was talking about the men wearing our skirts and our heels, and yes. that was a problem. Yeah, and that that's a- not even talking about transgender. We're literally just talking about men that want to wear skirts and heels. That doesn't <laughs> make them transgender. It doesn't make them gay. It doesn't make them any of and those anything. things. Yeah. And it's still problematic for exactly. a lot of people. Well, Wendy Williams is under a lot of fire because, well, in the last, uh, when the last like month or so, yeah, because I totally forgot about the Joaquin Phoenix things that she said about him. She has a cleft palate, and she sort of made fun of that. And then she apologized. And then um, after that, she had the comment about the gays where she was doing her, um, her what do you call that thing that she does? The, the talks, the questions, and the, no, when she talks about the celebs, the, the thing that you like. Oh, Hot Topics. Hot Topics. I think it was believed during Hot Top Topics. And I'm not sure of the whole story, but, you know, we saw the I love the how you had to be the thing that you like. Well, no, 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 because I wanted you to say... She got in trouble for it. Hot Topic. Well, why did, why did I'm I... I'm watching it. Now I'm guilty. No, no, you're not guilty because <laughs> I watched it too. And I know you said, usually you said that you watched that portion of it as one of your more favorite portions. Oh, I want to know what's going on. You want to know what's going on. She's updating you. <laughs> I want to know what's happening. Yeah, and I think it's good too because if you're someone who has to, you know, you're a writer, you're a journalist, and you're, it, it, it gives you everything, sort of the, the stuff that the media is on Instagram, social media. A lot of stuff I already know. Yeah, like but it, that she talks about I'm, I've already been yeah but I'm pretty and it also she the Wendy is kind of funny sometimes she delivers it she gets yeah it's, it's she gets her opinion yeah it's comical it just she's been getting in trouble for her yeah, exactly lately. and she um talked about the gay men and how um basically they're basically pretending how she feels like they're pretending to be women and how she feels like they can't wear you know don't give us back our dresses and heels and you don't go the same thing we go through and I don't know if she was specifically talking what what are you shaking your head for no I'm just waiting go ahead finish your I don't talk. know actually if she was I think she was just specifically talking about gay men I don't know if she was referring to 
transgender people. I think she was specifically talking about men who dress in drag, not um, transgender. But it was still negative, and she still got a lot of flack for it. And then recently, she talked about Drew Carey. Um, what's his name? Not is Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Drew Carey's ex fiance who was death, yeah. yes, who was murdered. Um, um, maybe not even a week ago, she was thrown she off made of the a balcony. Tasteless yeah, joke. tasteless joke because he's the current host of um, The Price is the Right. The Price is which Right. I also watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anytime I get the chance. You do like The Price I is Right. It is, fun. is right. it is fun. It is fun. People get so excited. They get I so love excited. That show. And um, she made a joke like, uh, I forget the woman, the the woman's name, mm-hmm. but she said her name, and she's like, so and so come on down and you know because she fell off of a balcony or was thrown off of a balcony and yeah it was very tasteless it's very tasteless and it, it, it also just happened it's like you're reporting on this there are some people in the audience well, she's who didn't not reporting no, on well, it not reporting on it because she read it Let's she read clear. it from another like, um, right. she read it from another source she's talking she's, about it like it's a hot topic she's talking <laughs> about it like it's a hot topic yes exactly and it was just I feel like how didn't she know better to make that joke? And it didn't go over well for the audience. And I think everyone was a little taken back about it, mm-hmm. taken back for, about it. And, um, yeah, some people are now asking Wendy, um, telling, they're calling that Wendy be fired, and they're saying that she needs to uh, not be on the air anymore. But, you know, you followed Wendy for a long, you've known of Wendy for a I've long time. I've been listening to Wendy since she was at 98.7 Kiss FM doing the top eight at eight. Yeah. When that station used to play hip hop and R&B. Mm-hmm. And this is not. <laughs> I think that's is... like, I think that's like a uh, um, sports station now. Oh, but, really? Yeah. And this is like her MO. You're just like, this is nothing new oh, for this Wendy. Is, this has been Wendy's career. It's been, you know, this whole celebrity gossip kind of Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, she she had a lot of beefs over the years. <laughs> Seriously, just about this stuff. And when you talk about celebrities' business, mm-hmm. and you don't hold back in the least bit, yeah, it's a thing. But now I think she can understand a little bit more now that she's been the hot topic recently. Yeah, with everything that's going on with her and her mm-hmm. husband and her divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to be the hot topic. No, no, you uh, don't. It feels very different, doesn't yeah. it? And her fame is different now. Like she's not mm-hmm. a behind. She's not on the radio. And I think Wendy is definitely. She's much more. She's mainstream now in the sense of her audience is larger. She's on TV, oh, so more people sure. are watching. And they're they're playing her all over the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I I wonder because like I feel like a, I feel like the masses don't aren't familiar as familiar with Wendy Williams her career like you're saying where she came from and how she very much was about had these beef with other celebrities and how she was very much about digging up dirt the dirt let me tell you something real funny we were watching um, what's the the what's his name in the street Billy Billy I oh Billy Billy I on yes. the street mm-hmm. and I think he was in like Chelsea or something and he was going up to random people and he would ask them something like. Do you know like Ruth Bader Ginsburg or something? Oh, and they were like, yes. they were like, no, who's that? And then he was like, you know Wendy Williams? Oh, I love Wendy. Like every <laughs> single person was all gay men. Yes, all gay men. Every single one of them, he asked about some other person, mm-hmm. like someone in politics or in the sciences or something. They had no clue who it was. But every time he asked Wendy Williams, they were like, oh yes, you know, I love my Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's interesting because yeah. it was all gay men, <laughs> all gay men, and she has a gay following. <laughs> she and, has a huge gay following. Yeah, and I mean, and, and the funny thing is too, because even before Wendy Williams got this show. I'm not from New York, so I didn't know I was introduced to Wendy Williams later. And it always seemed, you correct me if I'm wrong, 
that she, because she used to kind of um, also was known for calling out celebrities and who gayness. she thought was gay. Well, yes. what do you think? How you how doing? How you doing? It's from. coming from. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That used to be the call of that was the. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, because it was funny in a lot of instances. <laughs> I know you're thinking about it now, like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that was what she used to say. Like that's oh, he's a little. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Like oh, so and so. You know, it was like you say their name. Like I'd be like, who Stanley? How you doing? Yeah, that was her way of saying he in the family. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Yes, uh, I think it was like a big beef between her and Tigger. Remember Tigger? Oh yeah, Rap City Tigger. Mm-hmm. Then she used to be like, he was. How you doing? And DJ. Clue. She had my mother saying that, calling Tigger. How you doing? No, At some it. point, yeah. So there was a lot of beef in that too, but also I think because people would come to Wendy with tea. Mm-hmm. So either she knew from being around these folks, or other people would come to her with their tea, being like, so and so, how you doing? So she knew. And there were a lot, I guess. Of closeted rappers at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she knew what was what and was like, I could call your folks out real quick. Don't get cute with me. Uh, yeah, I've heard How some. you doing? That is where that whole thing came from. For all those that don't know, that was basically a way of saying somebody was gay. But do you think, like looking back at it now, do you think there was some, because I did feel when I was told this, it seemed like in calling out these um, sort of celebrities, about their potential gayness or possible gayness, there was a little bit of homophobia on her end for doing it. Do you, do you feel that was, do you think that was it? Or do you think there was some negative sort of poking at you because you're gay? Or did you feel like she had a sort of view about gay people? I don't think that? so. I don't think it was homophobia on a, in the sense that she was, she felt some kind of way about their gayness. I think it's just the, we all know like the hip hop mm-hmm. industry is that industry is homophobic. Yes, the people exactly. in, in, in hip hop are extremely homophobic. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like and, and unfairly to a large extent of pushing people to I hate this term, but live mm-hmm. in their truth. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I hate that term. I use it all the time. Oh God, I hate it. Cause I feel like everyone uses it about yeah. everything. And uh-huh. it's like, you want that soda? Live in your truth. Drink that soda. It's yeah. like, okay. But calm it seems down. funny, yeah. But yeah. yeah, but I think it was kind of that sort of thing. And I think she took a lot of flack mm-hmm. from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And she took a lot of flack in telling the truth about things. Mm-hmm. That's and true. so for her, it was like, oh, I'm getting all this blowback and this whatever. Like, her truth was that she was a bigger girl. Mm -hmm. who grew up in a white jersey town her name was wendy you know Mm -hmm. she you know what i mean it was like she couldn't change who she was but these people got to hide who they were Mm -hmm. and live in this cloak and and be behind this veil and and yet still poke fun at her Mm -hmm. (laughs) and who she is Mm -hmm. and so i think she was kind of like not today gay guy (laughs) like not today yeah it was like now i know some shit about you and I'm going to put it out there since you want to be, you want to try to hide behind this. And then you're acting all homophobic mm-hmm. when really you back here like, how you doing <laughs> to my goddamn uh, assistant who all told right. me you tried to do some things mm-hmm. when you came to, up to the studio. All right. Okay. I mean, so I feel where you coming from on the, on the one end, right? Yeah, no, no. Especially, I, like I said, when you're like, when you're demeaned by those people, they try to treat you a certain mm-hmm. way because the truth, you live in it and you can't hide it or you chose to not try to hide mm-hmm. it. You are who you are. And now they're not being their authentic selves, but they're trying to come for you That's and true. your authentic self. Then it's all gloves off. Right. But at the same time, I think there's a difference, though, when you're talking about, you know, someone being overweight versus someone being gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I agree. I, I, I agree that the world treats them both very unfairly, mm-hmm. but you cannot force someone 
to to come out of the closet. Mm-hmm. Like that's not your business to do. Yeah, yeah. It's not. But then with, yeah, and I see both sides of it. I think with her, yeah, because if she's being attacked, like you said, for being herself and being very transparent about who she is, then it's like if you feel like you're being attacked, then you're going to go for the, ju- some people will go for the jugular. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you're in this, yeah, you're in this industry. What's what's the, the thing that I can hurt you with the most? And if that's you being a closeted homosexual, then I'm going to throw that out there. Right. Yeah, and it's just like, well, listen, that, that we can argue about whether or not we think certain people, not us, but people can argue about whether or not they think that's good or they're bad. But if someone come for you, then sometimes you just got to let them know what it is. I'm pretty sure she, a lot of people, a lot of celebrities did not go after Wendy because they knew she knew some information. Oh, she had some dirt. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure. Definitely. She got all the tea. I'm, I'll be honest. I would love to take Wendy to lunch. I'd be like, <laughs> Wendy girl, lunch is on me. You want to go to Palm? Let's go to Palm. I'm going to need all the tea. Oh I'd be God. like, just give me the best tea you got this month. Mm, like, we don't even amazing. have to date it back. And I want, just this month, girl. Wait, hold on. Do you think now, I wonder how she gets her information now. People she, tell her things. People definitely tell her things. Mm. They do. I think also, too, I feel like people, especially celebrities, I don't know this to be true. Mm-hmm. I just think this. Right. There's sort of a freedom of telling someone. Mm-hmm. And... There's probably a freedom in telling someone like Wendy mm-hmm. because there's a little bit of a uh, of a juggling with it, right? You're gambling. I'm Maybe. telling her don't say anything, but I know there's always the risk that she will. <laughs> this could get out. This might not get out. And it's Maybe. like, if this got out, it ruined my career. But I might feel very free if this thing got out. Possibly. You know, Possibly. I feel like there's probably a little bit of a of a weight lifted off their shoulders when they can tell someone like Wendy. Mm-hmm. When it's like, she could tell, she might tell, she might not tell. I don't know, but I feel good just having told someone else. And now it's their burden to carry this information I and decide whether or not to share it. I wonder, yeah, because I wonder, oh, it's interesting, because I'm pretty sure, are there people, are there, like, sort of adjacent celebrities or people who work with you? Because usually when you work with a celebrity, you're signing an NDA, yeah. and you're employed by them, but once that shit runs right, out. Right, but, right. And, like, then, Wendy is not employed by anybody. Yeah, and she. Not these celebrities. No. No NDA. If but I know then, some dirt, and if you tell me something, okay, you told me. Yeah, and then she. <laughs> I can, now know this. And then she's not revealing her sources. She can protect her sources. Not. That person can work for someone else. And she'd be like, I got an in with you. Just text me, uh, uh, email me, whatever all the dirt is on so and so. The people I think that the you're celebrities seeing. be telling her themselves. I think <laughs> some of them probably. Some of them, yeah. And she's probably privy. I want, excuse me. I wonder how often she's at um, events. Like, you know, parties and stuff where mm-hmm. you go to a celebrity's party or like... She doesn't do a lot of that very she often. She is a little... she talks about it on her show. Mm-hmm. She's not doing a lot of that often. But I think also Wendy isn't... She's not telling people's business for the most part. No, she's not. You think about it. When, like I said, some of the, a lot of the stuff she talks about on Hot Topics, I already know. That's true. She's like, it's like, oh, TMZ reported it or, you know, it was on Instagram. The stripper fell off the pole. Like, all this mm. stuff. It's like, everyone's talking about these things. So she's actually not telling people's business. No, she isn't. I'm sure she has a lot of tea that she does not spill. Yeah, because I think it is different. Her being on main like her being on television and being part of the mainstream I think she has to be a little bit nicer of course and she ought to get them on a show she has to get them on a show so she can't be as (laughs) (laughs) digging up that dirt I wonder does she miss it sometimes that way she's like she probably still gets the tea like what you said Mm -hmm. but she just can't share it with her audience but she's still 
she has her opinion about people mm-hmm. and that gets people up in arms. So they don't oh, feel, definitely. You know, which I do appreciate. I think it's fine. And I think that it's up to us as the public. It's like you have to understand if a person has a, a television show, especially someone like Wendy, it's their opinion, what they're talking about. And they're free to do that. Yeah, I don't agree like, well yeah. on a lot of things she says. Exactly. And that's fine. It's just like, well, you watch it and you take it for what it is. You have to be an intelligent person to sort of discern or, or take a stand on what you believe in. I do love the reality stars though because she oh. talks so much shit about them and then they go on her show and then and then it they be so side-eyeing and she be like, listen, I gotta do my job. I love it. Like, it'll be like Jocelyn or Stevie J <laughs> or like Marlo Hampton. I mm. love it. I love it. Yes. She'll talk mad shit about them and then I they come on the show. <laughs> It, and it seems like, what do they, I guess they know Wendy for what she is. Yeah, because they go on the show and of course they're smiling. But they, they also to, got something to promote. That's true. So it's and like, listen, that, listen we need your... each other. Yeah. I ain't even going to try to act too cute like that's I'm too true. big to come to the show when I know my core audience is watching your show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're going to still participate. They're going to play games. I always wondered like if there's celebrities on there and they're going, they're celebrity visiting Wendy's show and they know. Some shit about to hit the fan. That oh, she gonna have a field day with this next oh next next Guess high. Guess what? Call her. <laughs> Call her. You you think she wouldn't be extra happy to get some hype piping hot teeth mm-hmm. directly from the horse's yes. mouth? That's what I'm thinking. I, I was well, trying I, to I, set I, it I should have said directly from the kettle. Damn. Missed um, opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to get hot teeth. <laughs> to get it so that. And you can also, it can help you in a sense to put your own spin on it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so she's, of course, going to want to share what you said to her. Mm-hmm. And you putting out there what you want to be out there. Or you could be like, listen, I want to make an official statement exclusively for your show. So what do you feel, though, about with all this? Because I don't feel like Wendy Williams, I, I honestly don't feel like she needs to be fired for this, for these things. I think, to your point, I think she's going through a lot right now. And people say some fucked up shit. And I think, yeah, like it would have been okay. Like we, we talked about kitchen table talk. Maybe some of the, her, her comments would have been okay amongst people that she knows. So that they can understand where that thing is coming from. I think when you discuss certain things with your friends, there's a different dynamic. You kind of, they know that, okay, you don't really mean that. And it's not, it, it's not harmful. It doesn't, or if you do mean it. They're like, I'm excited to see past this because yes. I love you. Yes. You bargain. Mm-hmm. Don't tell it to anybody else. Exactly. Because I exactly. can't protect you outside these four walls. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Yes. I mean, we had a whole conversation yeah. earlier today. Yeah, we did. Like, you know, we got into some race, racial things. We did get into some racial things. Which, <laughs> yeah, which is like. But, you yeah. took a, a deep breath. No, <laughs> no, no. That. Well, because, yeah. <laughs> you like. I, <laughs> we 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 you, you nodded your head. We we got into some racial things. We did. We did. Well, you know, it's, I, I, I think I said you are in an interracial, I'm in relationship, an interracial relationship. So I would imagine racial things come up often. Racial things come up all the time, and I think with if you're having, you know, it's a it was a discussion between you and and Josh, and I was there eating. So I think it's always touchy <laughs> to sort of. I, I think I'm okay with sitting back and seeing where the conversation goes. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I need to jump in and protect you know protect even one of you. you I think sometimes you it's don't. good for clarity. Because if like if I feel like you guys are missing each other, then maybe I can jump in. But then I know how I am. I think out of the three of us, you two are much better at sort of being direct and succinct and, and explaining things in a way that other people can understand. I don't think those are my strong points. <laughs> so it's just like I'm the wrong person. Like, oh girl, what he's saying is <laughs> you're like I can't even articulate. Yeah, it's just like just no, like they, all get along. Exactly, exactly. It's just like well, listen, they could talk about it, and I think it's something. Also, I think it's good. I think it's just good. I think it's it, good to discuss those things. And um, so I, I wasn't really 
necessarily bothered by it. I was like, it's good that it's happening, you know, so that was it. But it's always interesting because he and I have those conversations when you're not around. So, uh, you know. I could safely say that Al and I don't have those conversations. (laughs) Sometimes we do have conversations about gender things, though, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want him to get dragged and thrown on the bus. But one time he said something like, oh, Amy Schumer's really funny for a woman. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was a thing. Yeah. Clearly. It was a thing Why would it me. not be a thing? Yeah. And didn't understand how I was saying that that was comparable to saying Dave Chappelle is funny for a black guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't see how that was the same thing. Um, and it was, a, it, was, it was quite a discussion. <laughs> it was one of those things. It was like three hours later, I still couldn't let it go. Well, like if he didn't see my point, I still had to drive it in. Because yeah. I was like, you sound crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sound crazy. And, and- what? Yeah. And, and do you think for you, because I, I got not, and we talked about, I said this to Josh, I think for me, I, you know, dating someone who's white, I always, that, because I love him, so it is hard to sort of get over, it's hard to let those things go, because it's like, well, I don't well, want to go to bed. Yeah, yeah you I live want, with that person, yeah, you share bed with them. I share bed with you. You be mad about their beliefs. Yeah, it's That's just like, different. I can't go to bed with you feeling like this, you know, thinking that you feel this way, and I just, we, we, that's a non-negotiable for me, you know, as a black person living in America, I have to have the person, the person that I'm with has to sort of at least try to understand what I'm going through and at least try to educate himself. And, and to that note, and I think you probably feel like that with Al, but also quickly to that, I've dated black guys, you know, black guys who are not from America, mm-hmm. actually, who have very surprising views on race that don't jive well with mine. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I didn't get as upset. I think my relationship with them was much different as well. Whoa, but I didn't you get... You weren't engaged. Yeah, I wasn't engaged. <laughs> and I think the relationship, but I could still see that it was, I still definitely experienced just because that they're black did not mean that they saw things the same way as I and then so, in some ways they were very much like I was shocked and appalled by some of them. I'm like, who who the hell are you? Why could you think that? And and it did bother me and I think because of that I think that's probably why some of the reason why we're not together. Do you think that it it felt worse coming from someone who you thought would have a better understanding of it? Like, are you more likely to be like, you're an idiot and I'm done here versus like giving a white person the benefit of the doubt because you can understand why they wouldn't understand or see things your way? Well, I think I will be the thing that I the thing that I've had more so with the guys who were not American was that they were very much. I'll be honest. They were very much not. They were still pro-black. The anti-American. But anti anti-American in some ways, but definitely and always anti-white. But they were very much like. Some of them were um, very prejudiced and biased against other groups, other ethnic groups, uh-huh. like you know Jewish people or Italian people, or white people in general, and the things that they would say. And it, and it's funny because we have this podcast about black hips, and we talk about race, and we talk about white people all the time. But it was very, it, it seemed very much in the way of you know they say, well, you know, you know, white, and it was very much blanket statements like white people do this, white people are crazy. Oh, you, you know, I saw so and so was with a white guy, and he's crazy. Or you know, you know, Trinidadians, you know, they stupid. Or Dominicans, oh, they this and they that and I'm like that is so you pretty much just say everybody that's not you yeah and it's it seemed like the <laughs> okay, stere- they believe stereotypes and, they, and, and this is more than like one guy one guy in particular but more definitely I've had this issue with more than one guy and I and who, who were black and it, it just always it was easier to swallow I, I will say it was easier to swallow that to work through that that because then someone who's white who felt like who didn't agree with who didn't understand the racial shit that black people go through. It was definitely easier to be with a black person who had those prejudice, mm-hmm. prejudices than a white person who didn't understand the shit that black people go through. Because still, those guys, that, those guys who had those prejudices, they weren't stupid. They knew what black people went through. Mm-hmm. 
they just had some old other shit that I was like, ah, that's not cool. Okay. It, it, if I was with a white guy, who a black guy who didn't, um, who was very prejudiced against his own people, that would be all, that would be a non-negotiable. That would probably be. Did any of them have that though, where they weren't black American and they felt a way about black Americans? Because we to know, a certain that comes that up. happens. That comes up. That happens. It. You know what they said it sometimes, but it wasn't. It was very like they said it in a way that they included themselves, but it was very like self. It, it seemed like they couldn't like maybe they say, well, you know, black us black people, we can't, we don't do A, B, and C. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we always laid up. You know, we can't get our shit together. Something like, and it was just like, well, that's all black people want. Like, the A would bother me because it be, it, I clearly saw that. No, you, there's some self loathing or self, mm-hmm. like, At you least think white is. themselves, though. Yes, they were. You know, versus themselves. like being from the Caribbean mm-hmm. and just being like, well, you know, you black Americans. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. XYZ. Because no. that, um, that happens that does in our happen. communities a lot. Yes. Yeah. It's. it's it's really fucked up. It's really fucked up. It's awful because I'm just like we 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 all just black mm-hmm. here in America. So exactly. The cops don't care if you Jamaican mm-hmm. or Ghanaian or from Mississippi. You gonna get beat up just the yeah, same. Just the same. <laughs> Hate to use that as an example, but you let's keep it real. Yes. Let's yes. keep it all the way real. Do you do you think? Because we I don't know if we've talked about this because I know that you have. Does the gender thing when that comes up? Does that because you probably have you been with other men who've had those issues or have there been All issues the with sort of like social <laughs> Al is probably the least um toxic masculine man I've ever been with the least is it like th- he and it's funny cuz for him to believe some of the things that he believes or say some of the things that he says and for him to be the most chill mm-hmm. of the men that I've ever dated when it comes to like that level of like masculinity and what that means mm-hmm. Says a lot, and I don't think I've dated a bunch of horrible guys. No, you haven't. Not the ones. Do you? Do you think that it's like for you? Like when you hear that, do you? Is it because you're a certain type of? You know, I know you. So obviously, so you. Is you, that right? Well, well, it it is. It would be hard to imagine because everyone we all have shit in us, and but it's hard to imagine a guy being with you who has those views. Like, how do they reconcile those views with the type of person that you are? Specifically, that the type has absolutely of, nothing to do with me. That's their own shit. It is their own shit. But then I do they. That think, doesn't make them any less drawn to a strong woman. No, because human beings are complicated. That's right. right. But I, I wonder. Do you? I just put that out there that I'm a strong woman. I stand by that. But do you? <laughs> I always think it's an interesting dynamic, not an interesting thing, because it's like you can sort of be drawn to things that. Like character, like they can think of women as a certain way. Maybe women shouldn't do certain things, or maybe women shouldn't say certain things, or dress a certain thing certain way, or even that women are sometimes hysterical and women have all these different, you know, the, all those stereotypes. Mm-hmm. But then they're or emotional, yeah, beings. emotional. And it's just like, well, they are, you know, with you when they love you, when they care about you. And it's just like, well, how do you jive that those those feelings that you have about women? Do you even think that those are wrong? Sometimes I don't think they do. I don't think that they're necessary. It's not I, like top of mind, mm-hmm. these things that they think. It comes up in ways. It's like it'll come up in microaggressions or in just things, experiences that we have. So it'll come up in an instance where you end up bumping heads mm-hmm. and then you find out that this person has this really fucked up belief. Mm-hmm. And they might just still, they might also be finding out in that moment mm-hmm. that they have that fucked up belief. That's true. Where it's something that's just in the back of their mind or something that's been ingrained in them since a, a child. So it's like on the surface, 
it's not necessarily there. But when you start digging deeper or when it starts to influence decisions or things that they do um, when it's something major coming to a head, that's when you realize these things. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so you actually think that women should not be able to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Or that women should stay, quote unquote, in their lane mm-hmm. as it pertains to this, this, and this thing. Which is always funny to me because I'm like, oh, but I should, you ain't think I should stay in my lane when it came to paying these bills. <laughs> exactly. So, it's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it never, it, they never do. <laughs> yeah, I guess I never, because, you know, there always is, is, you know, I'm not a straight man and it's just like, I, I don't, even my view sometimes of how I view women is, I think is very much influenced by the fact that I'm a gay man and I look at them in a certain way. And you also don't sexualize women. Yeah, I don't sexualize women. And I think taking that part out of it definitely changes the dynamic, for sure. So do you think that there can be, in terms, like, you can have a healthy, is that the right word, like a healthy, you can have a healthy sexual relationship with women, or you can sexualize women in a healthy, but does that sound weird? You can have a healthy view, like you can look at someone and go, a she's beautiful. A healthy sexual attraction? Sexually, sexually, yes, thank you. Healthy sexual attraction to women. Absolutely. And then how do you sort of, what am I trying to say? I don't know. It's like, can, you <laughs> can have, for it. because, because I'm, I know that there are men out there who have a healthy sexual attraction to women mm-hmm. and respect them. And I wonder how do they sort of, how did they come across that? Of course, it sometimes depends on the way that they were raised and the things that they see. But how do they get to that place? How do they sort of break that all down to sort of not have these sort of misogynistic views and, and just even just little things that come up? How do I you think it's just doing the work, doing the work on themselves, independent of it being in relation to somebody, in relation to another person, not saying, oh, I'm going to go to therapy and unpack these things because of my girlfriend but just being like nope gonna go to therapy and unpack therapy and unpack these things just because because mm-hmm. i'm a person who lives in the world and i just want to have a better understanding of why i feel the way that i do about certain things or i see where there's a discrepancy in the way that i think in the, the way that i act or the way that i live mm-hmm. and i don't really know why that is or i do know why that is and i think it's probably messed up and i should speak to somebody about it or just doing the work in other ways. There's so many ways you can do the work, but mm-hmm. doing the work on themselves to get past that point, that's the only way you will, mm-hmm. I think. That's the only way you will because there's no way you can just be like, well, I'm going to have X amount of women tell me in my lifetime that this thing that men do is messed up and then I'm going to stop. Mm-hmm. That does not happen. <laughs> it doesn't. Like, that's not how it works. That's true. It's most of the time, it's X amount of women will tell a man that these things are messed up. And he goes, damn, is that really what happens to women? And then maybe two weeks later, he's doing it. Mm. And maybe not even realizing, mm-hmm. like, he's doing it. Yeah, it, that, mm-hmm, that happens a lot. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and I guess that, yeah, that can be very frustrating. Dynamic, yeah. And I think it's, it's just complicated because there's a lot of mixed messages out there, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, some women might be like, well, I need express. You need to have expressed permission. You know, you want to ask in every way possible whether or not it's OK, whether or not she consents. And other women might be like, that's so lame. Just take me. I mm-hmm. want a man to just take charge. You know, there's a lot of mixed messages. Mm-hmm. I think it can be very confusing for men. 
I don't envy them in that regard. That's true. But I also don't pity them. No one's doing anything to them. No, no, they no will one. be okay. Yeah, because it, because I think it. Do you think I think it, we're? I mean, I keep saying this, but this is like it's 2020, and we're at this age where there's so much information that we mm-hmm. can find. So it's just like, of course, when, it's surprising to me when I speak to guys, uh, straight men who have these sort of views about women whether or not it's just like well you know girl you should always do this with her or you should always take her out or women don't you know know what they want and you should do a b and c or that's some bullshit a woman woman shouldn't be doing this and i'm like it always it always you're like really still yeah that surprises (laughs) me because i'm just like well if to a certain extent it's just like okay well you've seen all the things that women do even if you haven't particularly been with that type of person you see all the things that women do. You see all the messaging that's out there today. All the messaging that's about being independent. That women are, you know, doing this in the workplace, doing that in the workplace. Women are fighting for all these things. So you don't think that there are women out there who are saying, treat me like an equal. Or you don't think that women are capable of doing the same things men are. Like you're saying, still, that is weird. So then it beca- I think, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think a lot of things that we do subconsciously that we don't realize that we do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to turn that off. Okay, this is like yesterday. I told you guys earlier how I was about to get into it with mm-hmm. Homeboy and Walgreens mm-hmm. because I'm talking to the pharmacy uh, pharmacist. I'm trying to get my prescription. He walks all the way up like on me, like as if we had come in together. That's how close he's, he's standing to me. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I ask her a question real quick? So first of all, he was aggressive. Mm-hmm. Number two, no, I'm mid-sentence, mm-hmm. literally speaking to the pharmacist. Mm-hmm. This is my personal health business that you just walked up on. There's no way in fucking hell he would have did that to another black man. Mm-hmm. No way. I promise you. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know, and I know. Mm-hmm. If I had been Al, he wouldn't have came up on him aggressive like that. Mm-hmm. Or he'd have been like, bruh, you mind if I ask her something real quick? Or His tone would have been different, everything. Mm-hmm. His demeanor, everything. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. In his in his mind, it was nothing to come and disrespect this woman. Yeah. And he was not expecting me to react the way I did mm-hmm. when I told him to kick fucking rocks. Mm-hmm. And then it was an issue. And then it was like it could be an issue, but you're gonna be get you gonna be real surprised when you get your ass beat by a woman mm-hmm. in this Walgreens today. You might want to chill out. <laughs> it's. But there's no way. Like I in my mind immediately I know this would not be happening if I was a man. Mm-hmm. And well, the pharmacist true. was also a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, it just wouldn't have been happening. And she was annoyed, too. And she was like, thank you for saying something. Because, like, what? <laughs> That's true. Like, and for her, it's an, it's an awkward position, right? Because she's on the other side of, you know, the window or whatever. It's, it's more of an offense to me. Mm-hmm. And she, as a pharmacist, has to tell him, you need to... Get in the line and get behind her. I'm working with someone here. Mm-hmm. So it puts her in an awkward position too. And I guess in a lot of instances, customers don't speak up. But I basically tell them, no, mm-hmm. I do mine. Get behind me. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. All in my personal business. Yeah. Back the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. He, he definitely wouldn't have said that. It, he there's definitely no wouldn't have that to no, a man. There's no way he would have. He would not. I, I just know it. Mm-hmm. And so don't be mad when women out here is busting shots at you. Because you want to get aggressive on the strength that they're a woman. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're doing it because you, you, you purposefully set out to do it to me because I'm a woman or if you did it, not even realizing. But it's a, res- a lack of respect that you have for me being a woman. Yeah, I agree with you. I think It's like built that's, into you. Yeah, somehow. that's something subconscious. That's something mm-hmm. how we react 
just we have biases. That's how we go about our life. We will react if a little, like how we, even just little kids, like age, you know what I'm saying? If someone maybe bumps us, we're going to react differently to a little, a teenager versus a child or something. It's just the way your body, the way you're programmed because you see all of this shit and you're, yeah, I, I get that is true. So it's, it's just how do you, you have to take a beat. I think it's up to us to take a pause and to think, okay, just on a human being level, is am I being respectful? Am I being mindful? Right. Am I being aware? On a like, human being a human level. level. Like, am like I, minus a man-to-man level or yeah. man-to-woman level. If, if little by little every day, you just acted more decently mm-hmm. towards women just because they're other human beings, human beings. Yeah. It's, it, it would start to just become more natural to you to not be a dick. Yeah. And it's not, yeah, that's very true. It's not about, because people, like like you said, men, how it's hard for them to figure out the, like, the, the signals and, and, and they're not sure what to do. And it's just like, okay, well, first of all, it's just about expect, respect. Mm-hmm. And it's about, you know, you're asking the questions. And if a person's giving you, an, a give, if you get a feeling that she's not comfortable with it, then maybe you shouldn't do it. Or, you know, it's just, you ask questions and you feel it out. The same things you do with other people, other men. It's like certain things. And now, no, I just want to add, I want to let you finish your point, but ask questions and actually listen to the fucking answers. Instead of asking questions just for the sake of saying you asked the question, but then you want to turn around and explain it to me. Mm-hmm. This was how I cussed out my driver the other day in the first place. <laughs> Coming back from Ohio, and I'm like, who is this like driver service? The guy was not where he was supposed to be. I'm like, sir, I'm with an entire group. Mm-hmm. Every other driver is here and has picked up all the other people in my group. Mm-hmm. How is it that you are... In who knows where, but you're trying to tell me I'm wrong for where I'm standing. Mm-hmm. Literally everyone else is here. Mm-hmm. You're all with the same driving service. They they booked us all the same people. We got off the same plane together. And then I'm like, he's keeping me like, well, where are you? And then when I'm trying to tell him where I am, he starts saying something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is it a rhetorical question? <laughs> or do you really want to know where you, you should answer. come and meet me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so stop talking. <laughs> like, stop doing that. There's another one that I hate to use, mansplaining. Yeah, no. I hate that term so much. Yeah, I really wish it would go away, but we can't get rid of it because no, it happens. because it happens. Because it happens. And this is a stupid question too, and because because sometimes I had I was at a dinner yesterday, going on a quick tangent, and I was asking my friends who are Indian, at, and I know the answer to this because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, well, so then because there's another girl, he's India from India, and another girl who's from Bangladesh. And some people get those visually. Some people All the time. get them mixed up. And I was asking them, I said, so you know when you can sometimes tell when someone's from a different region in India and a different, you know, and he was just like, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realized that when I asked the questions, I was like, oh, I sound like a person who doesn't know the answer to that. You know, it's like, I know that you can, but I just wanted to, you know, certain people can. You can always tell, like, uh, we black people, black Americans can tell the difference when someone is from, Af- not where they are in Africa, mm-hmm. but you can tell when, you know, Caribbean, Africa, you're like, you got a little something, something, a certain look. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like, do you feel comfortable, like, going into, like, spaces because we talked a little bit about like dynamics. Like, do you feel more comfortable d- when you're in spaces where there are all women? Like, they have the wing now. Yes. And it's just like, do you? Yes. It doesn't even need to be in comparison to anything. Yes. It's a, it's a, it just is a difference in the dynamic. Mm-hmm. It just is. Yeah. It definitely would be versus being any space is all male. Yeah. <laughs> That's extremely uncomfortable. It's like asking like black people when they're in spaces that are all white. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you're I like, Ugh. I think it's, it's just it, it can be even worse sometimes when you are a black woman, mm-hmm. where you're just like, oh, here we go. Because I can understand. Because I know that as a black person, I know that as you know, it's 
it's rare because it, being a man, that is something that if someone said to me, do you feel more comfortable being in spaces that are more male? It then depends on what are those spaces. Because right. if they're all straight males, then I'm not necessarily going to feel as as you know right and just think like you feel that way as a gay man yeah, yeah. you are still a man mm-hmm. imagine what that feels like for a woman yeah yeah who's different who's different there very very glaring. apparent yeah and and it's like and i don't know how because i know this like i don't when i was asking that question i know i don't need i know that would be the case but no 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 because there are so women who i have met who like you know who are not what they would call girls girls which that's whatever and so they don't they don't feel like there's a difference. And I always feel like that's weird that you don't feel like there's a difference. I'm going to keep my opinion about yeah. that to myself. So, but it's just like, <laughs> I know that it would make sense. But then I always, like, like when I'm in spaces where there is, you know, gay men, like sometimes when I'm with gay men, to me, it just feels different. Mm-hmm. I will say for me, it just feels different than I'm with... Than being with straight men. No, no, no. When I'm with spaces where I'm with all women. Of course. And gay I men feel, are not women. Yeah, but it's not... <laughs> Ask Wendy. <laughs> I'm used to being in spaces. I, I, all, I know that I feel most comfortable when I'm in spaces with women. Mm-hmm. In spaces with women who are women of color. In spaces with women who are black women. You know, it's like this... <laughs> levels. I, I, yeah, there are levels, levels to, it. to it. So then, and I don't have that much experience. Experience being in spaces where uh, um, there are gay men. So when I'm in those spaces, it depends on who those gay men are. Even if they're all black, it's like okay. But usually, I'm the most comfortable. Maybe because it is a little bit, I'm most familiar with it. Being in spaces with women who are black and women who are people of women of color, Mm -hmm. that's the space that I feel most comfortable in. And um, when I'm not outside of that, it's okay. But in spaces with even just black straight men, I'm not as comfortable. I'm used to that. But I'm not as comfortable. Any spaces with straight men is always really weird to me. I work with mainly women. Mm-hmm. Most of my friends are women. You know, so it's it's very interesting. But I, you know, we had that. For, but for you though, ideally, would your like if you had if you could have like your ideal workday with like four days out of the five days that you went to work, would it be would it be great if you were working with all black women? Well, that's what my job looks like now. I work for Essence. Like, what? I'm like, what well, kind of question is I this? Know that like, are, I work at Essence. Well, I know that there are men there. Yeah, but, but I, know I don't mind if there are men there. Like, I know for me, I would prefer a mix. Make it as diverse as possible. So how did it... That, that's only going to lend to to, you know, more understanding of things. I don't necessarily need to work with people who think like me and feel like me. All the time, and I gotta be honest, like that is not the case. At Essence. I don't like, think so. You know, yeah, it's like we people, say yeah. this all the time, like yeah. black women are like we are not a monolith. I swear, come to Essence, you will find out real quick how true mm-hmm. that is. You know, in terms of how we differ, even just the ways that in which we grow up, mm-hmm. which shapes our beliefs yeah, and our experiences. Exactly. I often find my side on the myself on the other side mm-hmm. of a, of a conversation where I am alone on that island. No one else agrees with me about a thing, and I'm like. That's okay. But don't, do you feel... But there's a... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, But there's a... Um, it's okay mm-hmm. for me to be on that island by myself. No one's attacking me. No one's mm-hmm. attacking my opinion. No one's trying to belittle my opinion mm-hmm. or talk down to me mm-hmm. because I feel differently than they do. Yeah, we talked about this before because I've never had that experience where I'm in an environment where I'm with all black people. I've never had that experience. So I always think that even if and you tell me, even if I'm in an environment where, like you said, sometimes I'm alone with my opinions, mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm alone in my opinions on this island, but on a, a, a part of a, like a larger island where all the people look like me. Like there are, right. certain, there are certain core 
yeah, I will say this because you're we're in America, so these people and they come from different experiences. People have been through different things, but there's this sort of general consensus or general view of the world that sort of that we share. Like I could be alone on this island about this one argument, and five seconds later. Be like, but girl, where did you get that for your twist out? Oh, girl, let me tell you such and such product. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Everything can't be homogenous. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. But there are certain things that, yes, then we can come together and agree upon or share in ideas or recommendations and things like that. It's amazing. Yeah, I think that's good. I I wish I always say I wish I had was able to have that experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like going to I mean, I met you, I met lots of my friends, but I wish I would have had the opportunity as a child, as a as a kid, a, a, a young adult to experience um an environment where I'm around black people. I think that would be beneficial to a lot of black people to I be in a group. I almost went to Temple for grad school yeah, for that like, reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, after coming from Brandeis, I was like, I think I need this, <laughs> you know? I need to be able to date healthily and, like, you know what I mean? Have options mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. And I, I did know not go those, to Temple. I, I know you did not go to, yes. And I know those, like, you know, we, we know people who went to HBCUs and all of that. They have their issues. Mm-hmm. But, like, I always tell people, every single person who I've met who've been to HBCUs, particularly Howard... I, I have not met one person who said they hated it. They had so, no, no one's ever every regretted single it. person. No one's like, ever regretted yeah, it. Has said it's an amazing <laughs> experience because then you, for some of them that was the first experience that they were with all black people, all people who look like them. A, a lot, a large majority too. To your was not. They came from. It was like I went to high school with all black people. I grew up in an all black. Yeah, I like I came from New yeah. York City. I'm straight. <laughs> My high school was black as hell. Yeah, they, it was they, like they, half black, like, half Hispanic. Yes, yes. And it's like, well, girl. I didn't grow up in those, and you know, we, I, I didn't, I haven't been in an environment where have they have been the majority black people. You went to Quonset in elementary school. No, no, no. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's like the close. I mean, we were always in a very, we were in diverse neighborhoods, definitely, and growing to schools like that, but we. We were never in a school. Well, some of my siblings were, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I definitely was not in an environment where I was in um, an all-black. And I, I regret that I wasn't able to experience that. I mean, it is what it is. Well, yeah, I'm an adult. Now, I mean, I did, but again, like, I grew up in Bed-Stuy. Mm-hmm. So it was very different. In the 80s, we talking. So it was very different, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, black schools had resources mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the 80s. Things got worse, <laughs> you know, over time. Yeah. So it might have been the case that I wouldn't have been had I been a little younger. That That's my parents would have been like, not this school. That's true. You know, but it was Boston, just a very different, different time. It was a very yeah, different time. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And a lot of things, especially in neighborhoods like Bed-Stuy, mm-hmm. lent themselves to being very black, black, blackity black, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. those things, we were pushing the direction of loving your blackness mm-hmm. and you know and we had things like the african street festival every year mm-hmm. where it was like black people just came together and you was like what you know wearing medallions and and just you know afros and stuff in the 90s and you were like wow this is really a thing yeah that's really good <laughs> yeah. yeah so i think it just it was a different time <laughs> no no I, I do love that i love that i'm hoping that i i'm, I'm excited to see um what the, um, the little Shawa Juniors will be like. I, I wanted to suggest. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, aren't any kids that's born after this point going to be messed up? Like, possibly. They're going to inherit all our student debt. There all will the, be no social security. There will be no clean air. No clean <laughs> air. Uh, no clean water. Plenty of guns. Like, oh, I feel bad for you, Shawa Junior. It's The world is doomed. Um, yeah. And Stanley Junior? 
On that note, if you yes. like this episode, yes. please subscribe, mm-hmm. rate us this episode of Black Hipster. Yes. Rate us, subscribe mm-hmm. anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can also email us email. at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram yes, at blackhipsterpodcast. You can also follow me at the Shalwa Evans. Yes, you can follow me at Standard W. And that is it. Yes. Till next week. Oh, RuPaul's Drag Race is coming back on. RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, wait. I think it will have been back on by the time this airs. Sorry, guys. We kind of take this a little early. Yes, yes. It will be. We will talk about Drag Race. It is back. Well, they, yeah, it's back. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. It's back. Okay. Bye. Bye.